Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Sip. Survive. And repeat. Happy New Year. Oh, thank God it's over, but it's really not for us because we're pre-recording this. <laughs> are we disclosing that? Too late. Yeah. We did. We are now. So what we're up? still stuck in the shithole of 2020. But by the time you hear this, it'll, it'll be, be 2021. Oh, I just spit. A really big spit wad came out. That's okay. I don't know where it went. There's just um, a pandemic happening. No worries. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, well, let's just tell everyone what we're doing with our wine sitch today, because, uh, some of us had too much fun last night alone in our apartments. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. And I guess that's Jenny. Cause... Yeah, it was me. I, I was just, you know what? World market opened this weekend. Oh, I saw that soft open, but I mean, it wasn't that soft. There were lots of people waiting outside. Yeah, I bet in, there were. They're like, you know, rationing who can go in. And, um, so I, of course, went and I mean, the biggest thing I had my son Declan with me. So we went in and I basically just let him go nuts in the snacks section. I was just like, look at these international snacks. You can learn, have. go Declan, go learn something. So we international have, candy. We have a lot of international <laughs> snacks now at our house. And I also bought two bottles of wine, which I thought was like showing great restraint. Yeah. Only two bottles. Um, and then he really wanted toys, but I was like, Santa will be here. You can't have Mm-mm. toys but I broke down and let him get two dumb toys which were like like little ones or something like little puppy dogs. but they love things. those little toys the Ugh. most my nieces and nephews that's like the my one nephew I was like you we took him to Target so like a year ago and we we're like you can get anything you want yes we'll buy you get I mean I have a story obviously about that, but we wouldn't let them privileged. spend three hundred dollars or anything like that yeah. but he picks out this stupid bath toy that's like 99 cents I'm like do you not you can get anything I have a very privileged story about that Are tell you it when I was a kid in the 80s because the 80s were amazing uh I had an uncle um who has he passed away a long time ago mm-hmm. um from lung cancer cancer Rest sucks um he actually died when he was 39 which is the Holy same age shit. as us from lung, lung cancer. cancer did he smoke yes he smoked and but still that's and my grandpa his dad also smoked a lot of his life I mean my dad died a lung. well my dad died of brain cancer but it started in the lungs but yeah. he was a smoker but he was 59 like that you like yeah. 39 is very it's young, young. Okay. it's very young um it's sad but he worked uh he worked on the stock exchange I don't know exactly what he did but it was kind of a big deal fancy. it sounds I fancy. again I was like eight years old like I yeah. A, in the 80s, the, the exchange. stock exchange in the 80s was hot. Yeah. Like, you're making a lot of money, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, So, Maybe no not. idea what I he did, know. but... I think Wolf of Wall Street was in the 80s, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Kenny. I think it started maybe in the 70s and then transitioned to the 80s when things were, like, real crazy. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so my uncle worked there, and we went to go visit. Uh, he lived in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and uh, he took us to FAO Schwartz. I don't know what that is, but okay. It is a very fancy toy store okay. in New York City. Mm. And it's like multiple floors. It's where on the movie Big, Tom oh, Hanks where he does the piano, does the piano the dun, thing. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, that's Fao Schwartz. Oh. That is, is it still around? Do you think it closed? And I think they just reopened it. Oh, okay, I think they reopened it. But anyway, you know, because online shopping, he is took all the you there. Shopping. He took us there, and he said the same thing. Oh. You can buy anything you want. Pick one toy. It's yours. But it's funny because in my story, it was Target. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I said mine is a very privileged. <laughs> Uh, version of your story. So it's great. I mean, so um, of course, my cousin and I were both younger. Like my cousin and me were the same age. So uh, my cousin Brian and me, I think we're like seven or eight. We had to be younger than that. Maybe six. I don't remember. 
we both picked dumb toys. Of I course. picked a very, you know, do you remember those platypuses that were like real fluffy? Like feet furry? like a duck, but it's furry? Yeah. That was the it was furry. Discovery commercial for it? Yes. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yes. But they had the stuffed one and it was very floppy. And so I picked that because it was pink and had a bow on its head. Naturally. Why? You didn't pick like my Barbie dream house or like my no. child and the talks. My cousin Brian, I don't remember what he picked, but it was something stupid like that. Yeah. My brother went and got like the biggest Lego set known to and man. And those are ex- Legos are expensive. Yeah. And my uncle set us all there in front of him and said, "Now I just want to mention that Jeff is the smartest one here <laughs> because he picked the most expensive gift." Yes. And we were all like, "What?" Huh? But I want this platypus. But it has a bow on it. <laughs> I mean, well, I think me and my cousin were just too young to really care. We're like, okay. Yeah, we made our... Like, this is our decision. We made our nephew get something else, too. We're like, oh. no, buy something else. <laughs> Dummy. Just kidding. <laughs> so that's my very privileged tale. Well, um, Oh, but yeah, FAO Schwartz, though. I found an FAO Schwartz uh, something uh, for the holidays at Meyer. Oh. That's interesting. It was like they had this whole FAO Schwartz section. Is there a Meyer around here? In Avon. Oh. It's super fun. Yeah. It's kind of like Target. It, oh, okay. There's like a, there, I feel like it's like Target and Walmart if they had a baby. Yes. So it's like not quite as high class as Target, but it's not as a low class as Walmart. <laughs> I, my I feelings towards Walmart, low class my feelings towards Walmart are not Their food strong. section in Meyer is fantastic. Really? Yeah. Okay, right. maybe I need to give Meyer a shot. I've never been. Like it's... Great produce, way better than Walmart's quality, yes. more than Target. Yeah. yeah. Target's yeah. Well, produce quality Sucks. stinks too. Well, and it's just really small. Yeah. Yeah, no, Meyer is great. Um, I suggest it. Okay. We went there for... This segment sponsored by Meyer. Uh, Meyer, if you want to support us... <laughs> Call me. DM us. Um, oh, we started talking about why we were doing non-alcoholic wine. Did oh. we say that we were doing non-alcoholic wine? Anyway, we're doing... We yes, are. because Jenny drank too much last night. Yes. Jenny <laughs> had a bottle. no reason whatsoever. It's okay. It's Sunday scaries. Um, yeah, I think that was part of it. Um, Today's Monday, so... So we're doing a taste test of two non-alcoholic wines. One we have tasted before. Uh, I think it was almost a year ago. Yeah, in January, because I did dry January. Yeah. So I got a new one uh, shipped to me. It is called Shirley Wines, and not like the name, <laughs> not like Shirley Temple. <laughs> it's Shur, S-U-R-E-L-Y, Shirley Wines. And, um, of course, they got me with one of those ads on, like, Facebook or Instagram that yep. was like, hey, we have this great non-alcoholic wine. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. Let's do this thing. They're like, hey, you drink a lot. Try this. Well, I think because I that's I why had, I, get I had a moment events. like a week or two ago <laughs> when I told her I was doing dry January, which obviously isn't happening. Um, but I had a moment a, a week or two ago where I was like, I need to drink less. And so I started looking up non-alcoholic beverages. That's and why. then my feed got inundated. Yeah. With all the non-alcoholic beverages you can ever want. You also have a wine subscription, so I wonder if they go after people with wine subscriptions to like yeah, but offset. That, actually, that has I think it canceled itself during it? the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, unless they're still shipping them to the to work, it'd be hilarious if you had like ten boxes. Later. I know I don't have ten boxes because Paul brought me a couple of boxes the one time. That's our boss. Hmm. Anyway. Okay, so we got Shirley Wines, which is non-alcoholic. It's a sparkling rosé, and it has less than 0.5% ABV. And then we have the uh, one we tried last year, which I really like, but I don't like the smell of. It is the Ariel Cabernet Sauvignon de-alcoholized wine. 
this one is also less than 1% alcohol by volume. Um, both of them smell terrible. Yes. Yeah, we will tell you that. Um, and I, we're going to explain the taste because, uh, okay, let's do, it's, it's not the same. Let's do the Shirley one first and we'll okay. all give our opinions. Kenny, you're going to have to take another sip. I think you described it best where it's like sparkling water with a zing that's a little flat. Agreed. Yeah. Like I can't taste rosé at all. It's just Mm -mm. a bitterness to it. Now, if I were trying to not drink alcohol and I needed something to sip on that's fun and fruity maybe that i mean this this could do it i just you can't breathe it in because it stinks i feel like this would be like a good mixer yeah maybe i i feel like i hit some vodka some, some vodka <laughs> this would be really good. <laughs> um i actually i was at trader joe's and got um apparently it's very popular and i got like a case that i didn't realize was like coveted it's um cranberry ginger sparkling drink so it's Tim. like no. It's basically just ginger ale with yeah. cranberry. Um, with cranberry, but it's like very gingery because it's like all natural because it's mm-hmm. Trader Joe's. Um apparently it's like selling out everywhere. Oh. And um it's really good by itself, but I could they also suggest adding vodka. See? And I feel like adding vodka would be delightful. You could add a little vodka to this and maybe a sprig of like I feel like ginger beer or dye ginger beer. What if you good. what if you threw a little rosemary in? Oh, I my oh, friend is really I big into like rosemary drinks. Lots of our rosemary this weekend. I made um, popcorn. Oh, okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> Just processing because I was thinking I could put some rosemary in there for you, but I mm. ate it all. Never mind. Let me smell it. It nope. smells like dirty. A mix of dirty socks and. <laughs> Sorry, Shirley. Sorry. Don't call me Shirley. Okay, do you want to try the other one or wait a little bit? No, we should try the other one. Let me switch. Because then okay. we'll just. So this is the um, areola. <laughs> Just kidding. Ariel. Ariel. <laughs> It smells like oh, it smells God. like yeast. Don't breathe in. Don't breathe in while you drink it. And remember, this is the one where you take and the I first like sip the in your big pe- glass. No, okay, listen. You take your first sip, and you're gonna be like, mm, no. But then you get addicted. Just wait. Tastes like grapes. It tastes like yeah, like stinky grapes. A weird grape juice. Yeah. It um, also sat in my car for a week in the cold. <laughs> Now shit. Um, At least it wasn't the warm. Yeah, that's that's happened to remember the one time I brought the wine and it was. It was ninety degrees. (laughs) That's my car. It was amazing. Um, This is the one though that I remember. Pretty good. If you this this one I can see if you are trying to not drink as much. This I do actually sip on this from time to time. I'm just ready for real alcohol today, so it's not going to do it for me. Okay. Well, I can't. I mean, I probably will have a glass of wine later. But I ride Donna. So yeah. I'm going like to do good. some work later. So I'll probably have a few glasses to help soothe that pain. Yes. Oh, uh, another thing I bought at World Market that was delicious. Kenny, you'll like this. Is they had a vanilla chai tea mix. Mm. And it's like, do you remember International Delights? Yes. The fancy coffee that you used to just like put in water and stir. It's same Z's except for it's chai tea. So it's like got spices it is so flipping good all i had to do like you can use water or milk i used milk because i wanted it to be yeah and so i heated up my milk Mm. added the powder it was heaven really heaven yes Mm. yes so is it the international delights brand no it's an like similar brand it's i don't know it's like a you know yeah it's like an instant thing Yeah. yeah it was really good though 
I can't wait to check out that new world market. Anyway. Um, what were you saying about someone twerking with butt implants? Oh, I follow this account on Instagram called Influencers in the Wild. And essentially, it's people that send these videos of other people like let's say you and I went to Crocker Park and I wanted you to take like photos of me or like whatever that's my favorite in a, by the way. or in a swimsuit or whatever like just people doing dumb shit and having someone else tape it yeah and someone is watching from afar and then they submit it to this place called um influencers of the wild I cannot speak today it's all anyway the there's someone <laughs> there's a lady that was on there and she was like in the ocean like booty bouncing and she had butt implants, but her implants were like flopping around so bad. They're like in- big circles on her buttocks and it looked ridiculous. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm not I trying to judge. Pan- I bet in pants, maybe it looks nice. I'm sure. It's, I'm sure when she stands up, she's got an amazing butt, but booty bouncing did not look amazing. I'm going to try to find it. I one. just don't really like the fact that the implants were bouncing in the cavities. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? What if it breaks through the cavity? Oh God! It goes down her leg. Oh God! I feel like I've heard of. And it would hurt if you, like, like you that. said, when you sit on it. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't understand how you'd sit and not be like, "This is weird." You know what I mean? Well, I mean that's just me. I just my immediate thought is, you sit on your butt. Oh, here it is. And if you're sitting on a donut, okay, oh, she's God. not in the water at all. She's on the grass, but she's near water. Do you see it? Do you see it? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, yeah, when she's not doing that. it. I'm sure her butt looks great. Oh, my God. When she's not shaking her butt like that, her butt, at the end, she stops. Yeah. But I didn't realize that people got <laughs> butt implants. So now that if you see someone oh, with, like, a no. nice butt, you think, like, no, no, no. maybe it's not real. Correct. I just, I just assume if someone looks too perfect that it's probs not real. Uh, Especially on any social media. I assume that it's And it's all, like, greased up. Well, yeah, I mean, it has to be. But when she stops at the end, her butt does look nice. Good for her. But don't. It, it does look nice. Don't do that. In a, in don't a do Kardashian that. way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a natural just way. Just have a big butt or small. Just. I have a big butt, but that's just because I have a big butt. Right. Whatever. I, anyway, I don't know how we got talking about this, but. Because I made you talk about it is why. Um, you should follow them. It's pretty funny. I will. I will. I will. I it, love that. It just lets you know how ridiculous some people are. Oh, my God. I see people like that all the time because I live basically in an outdoor oh, yes. shop, live, eat situation. Yeah. And it's a lot of teenagers doing weird like, shit. Like, look that at I'm me, like, take my picture 50 times. Basically, yeah. Like, so I walked into a, a photo shoot accidentally because I had to take my dog out. And it was, like, two girls. One, her skirt was not long. And it's cold. I was like, what's happening You know right her now? parents don't know that she's, like, wearing that. She probably changed the car. There's a lot of teens at Crocker Park where I live that their parents do not know. It's always a crop top. They're we're so getting much, old. There's so much naughty stuff going on. Yeah, we're getting old. Like, it'll be, like, 9 o'clock at night and I'm trying to take my dog out. And I hear kids skateboarding in the parking garages. And it distracts Sedona. Because my dog, because she's yeah, like, and what, what is that your noise? car? Well, it's not, they're in a different garage than my oh, car. Okay. So, but it's just, she won't go to the bathroom because she keeps hearing this like zoomy noises mm-hmm. of wheels oh, on Callie concrete. would freak out. And I, it's literally, it'll be like nine o'clock at night. And I'm like, oh, why aren't these kids at home? And I'm like, oh yeah, because it's nine o'clock. <laughs> I'm so old. At nine o'clock, they I'm like. They should be in bed. Yeah, at nine the o'clock. The street lights I'm, are on. <laughs> I'm thinking about. 
how much I want to go to bed at night. Right. You know what I mean? I would like to be in bed by 10. So, um, anywho. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, if you guys want non-alcoholic wine, <laughs> give these a try. Sure. The Ar- Shirley. The Ariel, what's it called? Ariel. Ariel is the better of the two. I like the Shirley better. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, again, something fun to say about it. I also suggest just like that, the cranberry ginger ale that I got from Trader Joe's. It tasted, because it's very, it's very, like it's natural ginger ale. So it's yeah. very strong ginger. It kind of tasted like an alcoholic beverage, but it wasn't. I had to like double check the can because Declan this weekend was like, can I have some? And I was like, yikes, I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm like, sure, we're going to go to bed soon. <laughs> Maybe this will help you sleep. No, he, uh, but he loved it. He, then he basically like commandeered. Is there a lot of sugar in it? Because the ginger uh, ale? I think there's some sugar in it, but it doesn't have caffeine. But it's not like overloaded. It's not like Coca-Cola or Pepsi right. where there's caffeine. It's like option. I let them have Sprite and that yeah. has sugar in it, but it's like there's no caffeine. Mm-hmm. I You pick your battles. I didn't know that iced tea had caffeine. I mean, I know it. I knew it had caffeine in it, but my nephew wanted peach iced tea from the store the one day. And I was like, sure, you're with Antonella. You can get whatever you want. And I let him drink the whole thing. There was a ton of caffeine in it. Oopsie. Did he, was he jacked up? I mean, he's always jacked up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, little boys in general yeah, are. Yeah, it did matter. My, my sister wasn't very happy about it, but eh. Eh. whatever. <clears throat> Shall we talk about survival stories? Let's do it. <coughs> okay. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. What? Um, I know. It's weird. <laughs> I know. So mine took a turn. So I had a, a few stories, and then Uh-oh. I just... Look at you. I know. Well, meaning like it was like a list situation <laughs> because this is the our last recording of the year and I really wanted to go out with a bang with a list and but one of the stories was so good in it that I had to research more so I went down a rabbit hole with that story so um I'm doing the story of Oksana Masters you heard of her Mm -mm. Mm. I've heard of Oksana Bayul yes me too (laughs) which is why I know how to pronounce her name (laughs) um so Oksana Masters was born June 19th in 1989 Ooh, yeah she's a little older than Kenny in the Ukraine great Um, I like the way you said that by the the Ukraine and um she is an eight-time Paralympic medalist great but life wasn't always easy for Oksana and growing up in the Ukraine and um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about her story. So when she was born in Ukraine, she had several radiation-induced birth defects. Oh, no. Yeah. So they don't know if it was from, like, the water or a local power plant. They weren't really sure. But a lot of... That's from, not what you want. No. So We're not sure where this came from. But you have it. So good luck. Well, her when she was born, her parents, I'm assuming, it said in the story that they didn't want her but That's I wonder also nice. if they just couldn't care for her because she had a lot of defects. So they, oh. um, you know, gave her up for adoption. And she was put into an orphanage. Um, so some of her birth defects included um, her legs were different lengths. So one was shorter mm-hmm. than the other. Okay. And um, Do you know most people's legs are like slightly different in length? I did know that, but hers okay. were like. Yeah, I get it. Very noticeably different. Right. Um, there is a term for it, but I'm not going to try to pronounce it. Smart. <laughs> because I'm not drinking alcohol right now, so um I mean you can for my amusement though. Okay. Um no, I'm not. Oh. Um <laughs> both of her legs were missing the weight bearing shin bones in her calves. Mm-hmm. So um she walked with almost Wait, like she didn't have shin bones? She didn't no. 
Mm-mm. So there, her legs were like buckled. We'll we'll post a picture, but we will. Yes. Okay. It's very sad. Um, she also had webbed fingers with no thumbs, and six toes on each foot. And again, her it says that she was abandoned by her family at birth and was given up for adoption in the Ukraine. Um, so that's going on with her during the time. So she's living in this orphanage in the Ukraine. Um, so back in the U.S., there's a lady named Gay Masters. That is her name. And <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean Gay G A Y Masters. Yep. Do not that Google like her really cool. on your work computer. Because many things will come up that I'm probably flagged for now. <laughs> <laughs> so if they come after me, you two have to vouch that yeah, I am not a creep. It was just for a story. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so back in the U.S., gay, I'm not really sure how old she was, but she was single. She was unmarried. Um, she had a great career. She was an American speech therapist professor at the University of Buffalo. But she had no children of her own, and she desperately wanted to adopt a, a baby. Mm-hmm. So she started her search. And she, you know, imagine in the 90s, just adopting alone in the 90s, even today, is very difficult. Mm -hmm. So being a a, a female single living on your own is just even 10 times harder. So um, it also is really expensive to adopt. It's like $50,000. Yeah, it's insane. And to adopt internationally, especially in Russia, like they they put in place all these protocols where you'd have to like visit three times. You'd have to stay in the capital. So then they would... Basically, they're creating like a tourist industry for their adoption because adopting Russian babies and kids was very hot in the 90s, I guess. Weird. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, Kenny, I thought you needed to say something. Um, okay, so so she's going through this process. I my red non-alcoholic would you like? Would you like another, ma'am? No, I'm going to start drinking this rosé. <laughs> Great. It's not rosé. Great. That tastes like weird sparkly water. Um, so... So let's see. So five years into her adoption journey, so this took, it takes a lot of time, Gay came across a picture of five-year-old Oksana. So Oksana's been in the orphanage for now five years. And um, she said she saw one picture of her and saw her big brown eyes and knew instantly that they were meant to be together. Aww. Like she was supposed to be her daughter. And again, initially she wanted to adopt a, a little baby. And this is a five-year-old toddler, and she was willing to do it. So she flew out to meet Oksana and um, did everything she needed to do, dotted her eyes, crossed her T's. The orphanage told, you know, introduced the two of them, and the adoption process was on its way. Well, something had happened in Ukraine, and I actually tried to look it up, but I couldn't find exactly, like, um, what was going on in Ukraine at the time or Russia at the time, but... When Gay was ready to actually make the formal adoption, all adoption stopped in Russia oh. for the U.S. Like, basically, it became illegal to adopt out a child to the U.S. for two years. Weird. It was super weird. So, um, Did when... Do, is that around the time the USSR dissolved? Maybe. I, I started to go down that rabbit hole of adoptions in Russia versus the U.S., and there's a whole other backstory to that. Oh, but Lord. it doesn't line up. The time period when it says that adoption stopped does not line up with this story. So I'm not really sure what happened for two years. Anyway. Can I just tell you that the only thing I think about when I think about, like, for instance, Germany breaking down that wall mm-hmm. uh, is stupid David Hasselhoff. Because <laughs> he was there on the wall singing like a lunatic. Like a, because like everyone a in Germany loser. fucking loved him. I know. They still do. I know. I don't get it. I've been. Is it Bay? Is it the Baywatch thing? 
I think so. Because it's such an and, international and like show. Knight Rider. Oh, that classic? Mm. Mm. Kit. Okay. If kit. you guys don't know what we're talking about, get on it. Get on it. Um, so Gay and Oksana both were devastated. The orphanage was awful to this little girl and essentially told her, she later stated in an interview that the orphanage told her that Gay had changed her mind and oh. did not want to adopt her and basically she was a worthless piece of shit and that's why she wasn't being adopted. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gay never gave up hope. She continued to reach out and try to, you know, restart the process and all that stuff. Um, so for two years, they waited for change. Mm-hmm. And during those two years, Oksana endured awful abuse, neglect, and essentially the orphanage she was placed at was an underground brothel. No. And they were like sex slaves and it was just her Wait, and another was she a sex slave? She not a I mean it wasn't called a sex slave but essentially yeah like so, she was 7. Yeah, she, it was between the ages of 5 and 7 were the two years that she was like she said that she was like raped every single day repeatedly and it was her and another girl little girl and the rest of the orphanage was boys. So it was just two girls. So imagine the just what they endured. She said a lot of it she still doesn't even talk about. Um, she also mentioned in an interview that she has a thing for knives. Like anytime like someone is using a knife or um, opens like a switchblade or like a pocket knife, the sound it makes, she can't like – she has a reaction to it because when – this is going to get a little graphic, but when she would be like – was being raped and stuff as a kid they would hold they would hold like a knife to them and stuff and one time someone actually like stabbed her multiple times it was just bad like she's scars all over it was oh my god it was awful um she also recalls one night um her and her best friend her name was Lainey I don't know how old Lainey was but she talks about how um she was her only friend at the orphanage she was like a sister to her and they would sometimes sneak out for bread that was thrown away in the kitchen at the mm-hmm. orphanage. And one night they, they snuck out like they usually did and they would just steal like rotten bread from the garbage. Same. Like who cares? Do Let them do it. They're hungry. They're starving. And bread um, is delicious. And she had her little legs. That she, uh, oh God, it's just so sad. Yeah. So um, they got caught. No. And they ran, they ran to hide under a table. And Oksana accidentally hit like the leg of a table. So they couldn't find them. They ran and hid. She hit the leg of a table and they found um, her friend and Lainey and pulled her out from under the table. And she was beat so badly. Oksana said she never saw her again. And then her funeral was like a week later. So she thinks they killed her. They basically beat her to death. Overbred. Overbred. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Perfect, guys. So it was awful. Mm -hmm. And she just essentially waited night after night to just like, she was like, this is, you know, I'm going to just live the rest of my life like this, I guess. That's all she knew. Um, Let's see. So two years passed. And for some reason, we don't know why, restrictions lifted. And uh, Gay received word that her adoption would finally go through. Gay's also paying this orphanage a ton of money. So, of course, they probably reached back out to her because they want to finalize everything. Um, She jumped at the first chance, headed to Russia, and officially adopted Oksana. And Oksana moved to the United States in 1997. She grew eight inches in six months because she was so malnourished. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I grew eight inches in a year. And that, but that wasn't because I was malnourished. It's just because I didn't like eating, but that (laughs) I was just like a picky kid. Yeah. She was not picky. No. I mean, she was eating bread out of a garbage can. She just was so malnourished and she just like crazy though. And with her lay and with her deformity and stuff, like 
I'm sure it was kind of painful to grow that much too in a short period of time yes. with your, with whatever. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> both of her legs. So Gay had lined up several surgeons and doctors to look at her condition because she had pictures of her condition before she'd actually even adopted her. So she had been to a couple doctors to get everything ready to go for her, um, to get her the help that she needed. And, um, her legs were eventually amputated oh. above the knee, both of them. Oh. Um, her left leg at age eight and her right leg at age 13. Mm-hmm. Um, her disability became very painful and and she was unable to support her own weight. So yeah. it had to be done. Yeah. Um, which she kind of knew and her mom knew. Um, <clears throat> so she also had surgery to modify her innermost fingers on each hand so they can function as thumbs. So they oh. kind of reconfigured her hands. And, um, she, in one of the videos I watched for Christmas, she said that she thought she was the only girl in the world that got all these gifts. Like she didn't realize that like, this is how normal kids live. So she said when she would see her friends at school, she would bring, bring like gifts that she got from Christmas and hide them in her pockets to give to her friends at school because she thought that they didn't have what she had. So her mom would like check her pockets and be like, no, 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 these are your toys. Like you get to keep them. Like she was just so like giving and her mom said that she was the most like loving little girl she'd ever met and had just like and she was so deeply abused scarred and, and wounded been yes not this nice exactly and angry at the world yeah um so her mom was her biggest supporter and cheerleader she encouraged her even though she had both legs amputated she encouraged her to try every <laughs> single sport put her in whatever she wanted just was such a positive influence Question. in her life did she have um, like fake limbs then? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, prosthetics. Prosthetics. Yes. Yes. Both, yes. I'm like, what's the word? She had two prosthetics, and she did say that she never realized that she was disabled until she got to like the junior high stage when Ugh. you start being, you know, it's you're People everybody's awkward anyway, and then you're just an asshole at that age. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure maybe she got picked on, but she never let that get in her way. Like she had bigger goals. So she said one day she took an adaptive rowing class Mm -hmm. um, in 2002, so at the age of 13, and she got in the water and she realized like it was just everything just washed away. Like Mm -hmm. she was like using her upper body only. She didn't need her lower body and she just found like a fire was lit in her. And um, shortly after she began – competing competitively and in 2010 she competed at the crash b um it's like a like a olympic like a olympic trial whatever yeah thank you Mm -hmm. um and she set the world record in the rowing category so she's really good too um when you go to her wikipedia page she's won so many medals in the um olympics that I can't even like I started listing them all and I'm like this is just gonna bore people because there's so many of them yeah yeah um but her career also includes medals in cross-country skiing and where I think she's she's dating a guy now they could be engaged because the interview I watched was a couple years old but um he's also a a paraplegic uh Olympian too Mm. so they're dating and I think they met in cross-country skiing. She also has a cycling career where you do the arm cycling. Yes. And she's won gold medals in 2018 for the cross-country for cross-country skiing. And for her arm cycling, she won multiple medals as well. Her so arms are ripped. She's a they are. She's a badass. Um, she has twice been nominated for an SB 
for her Nordic skiing in the category of best female athlete with a disability. And her, I put this in here because I thought it was just, she's a normal person. Like her life story has been featured in a number of media sources, including like Southwest Airlines magazine, like in-flight magazines and stuff, but also on Sports Illustrated where she was named one of the 11 hottest uh, athletes by MSN Now. And also um, she has articles everywhere essentially, but she also posed nude for ESPN, the magazine's annual body issue, which oh, I was like, shit. you go girl. Like, oh, shit. I mean, why not? You know? Sure. Um, so she was recently accepting the gold statue. It's an award for the uh, sports person of the year with a disability. And in the speech, she held the award close to her heart and searched the crowded theater and made eye contact with her biggest supporter, her mom. Mm. And she said, Mom, thank you for saving me, for giving me a second opportunity at life, and for opening the doors of sports and then waiting for me until I was ready to walk through that door. And um, the television camera then cut away to her mom, and her mom was just smiling at her and shaking her head no. And afterwards, in an interview, they had said, you know, why were you shaking your head no? And she said, I didn't save her. She would have saved herself. That kid is a survivor. And that's the story of Oksana Masters. Oksana. Badass. I mean, the video of her disability is just very breathtaking about how, you know, it was was very um, disturbing to her life. And she keeps saying in all of these, like, um, interviews and everything is she doesn't want to be known for her disability. She Mm -hmm. wants to be known for her strength. And she wants to show people that, you know, just because I have a, I had a terrible upbringing, we all have. And I think she said this exactly. Like we've all been dealt a shitty card of hands. It's just what we do with it. That makes, you know, yeah. Makes us who we are. So she's, and she's gorgeous. Like she's not that that matters, but she's beautiful and smart and just the super athlete and just has come from like, the worst of the worst and yeah, yeah. you know so. very upsetting so there you go hey that was great thanks I liked it I liked it a lot it was it's something it's something sad but well it's got a good ending that's right what is this people are sending me invitations what's what 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 your words no what I'm sweating my pits are sweating oh my god terrible okay hold on I have to look up, um, I took a bunch of screenshots because apparently, well, I was getting, I got new tires today, everyone. And so has got new tires. They are amazing and very tready. They've got great treads. And, uh, while I was there, I was like, well, this is when I'm going to listen to my, Danelle's getting high on, uh, essential oils. Eucalyptus (laughs) essential oils. I'm stressed. Listen, you do you. It's also great if you put it under your mustache. Not that I have a mustache, but if you put it under your nose and sniff it, this is also featured your, on our website. If you put it, if you put it on our on your sweat stash. <laughs> People don't know we have a website. We haven't told them yet. Well, we'll tell them. Okay, next next episode. Stay Sorry. tuned. Kenny, cut this out. No, don't cut it out. We'll tell you next time. Okay. Get excited. Okay, I am doing one of the first. Well, I'm sure he's not the first, but whatever. Sure, he is. <laughs> he's the first mountain man. Oh boy. <laughs> Okay, he was born in 1774. Damn, I love old timey ones. Are my favorites. <laughs> His name is John Coulter. Okay, and he's kind of a badass. Ne- well, yeah, if he's a mountain man, he's a mountain man. <laughs> so I just this story it won't be very long. So it's not it's not a pure Jenny 
That's okay. You deserve story. a break. Your last two were like intense. So John, John Coulter is um, a guy who's very into hunting, fishing, living every day or whatever that song is from Luke Bryan. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? You don't listen to country music, do you? I like old country music like Garth. Okay. I love Garth Brooks. Sure. But I sure, do not. Sure, sure. You know, and I, I also want... like the body like a back road. Yeah, I love that song. I mean, yeah. My yeah. friends asked me what my favorite song was, and I picked that. And they were like, "What?" And I'm like, "I don't body know. like a back road." Your favorite song? That's not the name of it, though, right? Yeah, it is. Oh, I love that song. It's so good. Or Sam Hunt. That is Sam Hunt. Oh, it is. Yes. See, I don't know. Okay. Anywho, John Coulter is this backwoods mountain man. He uh, grew up in Kentucky. He ended up like joining some like team of men folk in Pennsylvania and they were going to go across the great West unknown. Mm. So as you do in the 1700s yeah, when you don't know what the fuck's going on, you're like, yeah. you know what I'd like to do? They're like, Explore the world is these. flat. I don't think well, they think that then, but no, but I, I mean, there was just so many, I mean, hello, we all play. Well, you guys didn't, you're probably younger. You played the Oregon trail. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? You're going to die. A d- I played the Oregon trail. Was yeah. it on a computer with a green screen? Or orange? It was like orangish. Okay, good. Then you can, that counts. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, was it on a floppy disk? Mine was. I Obviously. can't remember. I do okay. remember using floppy disks. Good. But I'm I'm so impressed. That was until like third grade, and then it switched. Great. Like the big floppy disks or the little ones? The little ones. It was okay. probably like three oh, inch by three inch. Yeah. yeah. So before that, there were like big floppy And they were disks. actually... Oh floppy like they literally yes like, yeah mine were like the hard plastic yeah, ones yours with the, the metal hard. sliding thing on we had top. those in college we had to use those in college i think i had them in high school the smaller ones but we had the actual floppy bit they were like five inch by five i inch. didn't know they were actually floppy yeah that's why they're they called floppy disks. they were not um metal yeah, they, like plasticky they were like they were plastic but it was like those plastic folders that you can bend yeah yes I didn't they know were that. like that yeah i only knew Remember? them as that hard plastic and, and you would put it in and you had to like close a trap door to hold it yep Boop. Close the trap My door. dad had like a hundred of them. Yeah. I mean, it was regular. Which equals like half a gig. Right. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. They were amazing. <laughs> All right. So just a lot of unknown. Also, one of the biggest things that we're going to discuss is uh, the indigenous people that lived out there. Um, because at this point, they had kind of unfortunately cleared a lot of the indigenous people from the eastern side of the united states so they went to the western so they just moved yeah and now they're about to go further west mm. so uh john colton was actually part of the adventures of lewis and clark oh who okay. were like some of the first explorers to go out west mm-hmm. and they actually drew a bunch of like topographic maps and stuff so that people would know what was out there most of them were fairly accurate but some of them there your face is hilarious sorry right <laughs> she just took a big sip of the red non-alcoholic wine mm. 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 welches okay. <laughs> so um so that was his first foray into that he did a couple other missions like i watched this whole documentary and it was a little dry because it was just like <laughs> he did this and he did that he was out in the woods and he was out in the, he was out in what he eventually became yellowstone national park and i was like who cares where's tell the survival story tell me the meat and potatoes um, and does he live <laughs> i mean yes his partner does not though all right i have something in my eye and it's just it's come back to haunt me while i'm trying to tell my story do you um, want to use the restroom real quick no um so I'll just talk with my eyes closed. No, I won't. Um, <laughs> uh, so he 
uh, has had run-ins with uh, Native Americans in the West. Some of them are um, pretty hospitable, uh, not too, like, I don't know what the word is, hostile towards the white men that are coming into their land. Um, And I don't know if that's, you know, just because it's, like, the theory of the tribe or the, like, you know, how they live. Like, how they welcome guests? Yeah. Or is it, like, they haven't that particular tribe hasn't like had bad run-ins with the white men yet or it hasn't like news hasn't spread yet right um so he actually has um pretty good relationships where he will like work and farm and do stuff with the indigenous people um instead of it being like white man against native americans as it should have been right Right. That would have been the first part. Yeah, it would have been better. Yeah. It would have been better if everybody could just get along. But that's not what happened. So um, he then decides uh, he's been out in the woods and doing his thing for a long time. And he actually gave some of his Yellowstone adventure stuff to uh, Lois. (laughs) Lois and Clark. Yeah. The real Superman. Uh, Lois and Clark. (laughs) And... um, they use uh, some of his um, drawings for their, um, like, it wasn't an atlas, but, like, maps and things that oh. they were drawing of the so West. So he gave back a little bit. Yeah. He was definitely, like, a big part of their expedition, which was great. Um, so he's a part of history. So, so he's not a complete dickhead. No. he And he's not a dickhead. Okay. He's just an he's unfortunate a- soul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he really tried to get along with the indigenous people. Like, it was his goal to, like, not trample on their mm-hmm. you know and I think for him and a lot of the white men at the time well not a lot a handful of the white men at the time it was about like learning from each other yeah and where, surviving for some of them too, yeah right but I mean, I mean there were obviously a far greater that just wanted them off the land so the white man could have it right so dick move guys but whatever well, I mean we are where we are but you know all right so uh he decides to team up with this guy named Potts I did not write down his name because I was in a, a shop getting my getting tires, tires done. <laughs> getting well, your tires. But his last name is Potts, and he and John Coulter uh, decide that they're going to go trapping together. They're okay. going to go hunt some beavers. Oh, some beavers. Yeah, because they're going to, I guess you can sell their pelts or some shit. I don't know. I was like, gross. Because I think beavers are cute. I don't think they're very nice, though. But I, mean, I don't know I wouldn't hurt one, but I, I mean, guess if I was starving, I would, but. Sure. But I, again, I don't think they were eating them. I think they were pelting them. Anyway, so um, they go up north. I want to say they were in like Montana, Wyoming. Sounds about right. Um, and up there, there is a tribe of Native Americans called the Blackfoot tribe. Okay. Uh, the Blackfoot tribe is not friendly to the white men. So, and part of that is because in the not so distant past uh they had had um quite a few casualties from their run-ins with white men there was reason that they yeah, were, yeah. so they're now kind of like pissed mm-hmm. you've pissed off the blackfoot tribe you motherfuckers so uh john and his friend pitt is that what i told you his name was pots pots i can't remember oh god pitts pots pitts pots it's the guy it starts with a p huh. um they decide that they are going to set the traps at night mm-hmm. under the darkness and then of the Montana sky <laughs> of the Montana sky. And then they are going to check the traps like uh, first thing in the morning or in the early evening before it gets like super dark. Um, this is going fine. Their little plans going great, uh, except for they get into a canoe one day 
and they think they're out of the Blackfoot tribe area. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not. not. They uh, are about to come ashore when they are surrounded Uh-oh. by 800, <gasps> 800 Blackfoot tribe members. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, John Coulter jumps out of the canoe, comes ashore, and he just thinks that they're going to rob him and Potts. He's like, okay, we're getting robbed. Like, it's fine. Whatever. Um, before he jumped off the canoe, though, he took his most prized possession, which was all of his trapping tools mm-hmm. for the beavers, and he um, cut them off the canoe and let them sink to the bottom of the river. Okay. He, he didn't want them to get his trapping tools because he's like, well, I, I need that. Yeah. You can take everything else that I have. So they didn't see him do this. He comes off the, the canoe, and the Indians... Oh, God. I'm sorry. The Native American people. I really have been trying hard to not say Indian. It's hard not to. It's like ingrained in it's your soul he, as a yeah. kid in the 80s. Yeah. All right. The Native American people basically tell him to strip. So, okay. And he understands what they're saying because he had learned some of the uh, languages that the tribes were speaking throughout the West um, from having worked with some of them. So he understands them, takes all of his clothes off, down to his birthday suit. Okay. He's nudie, nudie, nudie. His, shown his beaver his schlong is hanging out <laughs> okay okay i'm just imagining this poor very in my head like grizzly white man who's it's like cold. a mountain man it's, no it's summer so oh, it's good okay it's good uh well it's kind of good anyway uh, we'll get to that so he has to he strips down naked then they're telling Potts or Pitts or the guy with the p name who's still on the canoe holding a gun you need to get off the canoe and he's like nah uh-uh. you're not gonna strip my clothes off And I got a gun. Uh So one of the Native Americans from the Blackfoot tribe shoots him in the leg with an arrow. I was going to say, don't they have arrows? (laughs) Yeah. They actually have guns and stuff, too, because they have had so many run-ins with white men. Mm -hmm. So um, somebody shoots him in the leg, and he yells, I've been wounded! (laughs) (laughs) Well, then you should have taken your clothes off. (laughs) You should have. So he stands up. Oh, no. And shoots the nearest Native American with his musket or rifle or whatever they have back then. And um, immediately, he is barraged with arrows from every direction. I mean, there's 800 of them. Yep. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen, dude? So, obviously, he dies. They drag the canoe onto the shore. They pull Potts' body, Pitts' Potts' pooty-poos body out. He is riddled with arrows Mm. and gunshot wounds. The tribe then mutilates his body until it becomes a pile of bloody mess. Ew. There's also stories that they took some of his entrails and threw them at John Coulter's face. Oh. So, it's getting a little gruesome up here. Mm, and they mean business. And he's still naked. He's just so, standing there. They're trying to decide now what they're going to do with John Coulter. So, the elders of the tribe go off to one side and they start talking amongst themselves. And then one of the elders walks up and starts walking John away from the crowd. Mm-hmm. They're about 300 yards from the uh, tribe. And the elder says, run. And he's like, what? So he's like, okay. So he's nude as all get out and starts running. Oh no, are they going to shoot arrows at him? Then he hears the battle cry of the Blackfoot tribe behind him. And he realizes it is a full-on man hunt. They are now chasing him and basically using him for target practice. Oh, that's mean. Yes, I it mean, is. 
I mean, they have every right to be mad. So, yeah, but okay. But I, this is still just insanity. Just trying to trap some beavers. They just wanted a beaver. Just want a beaver too, <laughs> right? For that headwear. <laughs> so he's running naked as fuck down through like fields and valleys, and there are prickers everywhere. And eight hundred men following him. I don't think all eight hundred are following him, but like the best runners are. <laughs> oh God, so rude. So he he knows his way through this area because of his like background mm-hmm. with um, Lewis and Clark. So he is like, all right, it's five miles to get to XYZ River. I need to get to that river so that I can follow it back to whatever like lodge or some shit where other white people are. Great. So he's running, running, running. His feet are being torn apart by thorns and thistles everywhere because this is like, it's not like today. It's like, this is all just undeveloped Country, land. Yeah. Just like crap is everywhere um he has run four miles and at this point he has run so fast and so hard for so long there is blood just pouring out of his nose like he has a nosebleed so bad it's covering the whole front of him oh wow and he feels like he has outrun most of the um blackfoot uh tribesmen that were following him but he can hear at least one that's really close behind so he does something that he, I don't know why he would have done this. Whatever. He turns around and opens his arms as wide as he can. And the guy just runs into him. No. The oh. guy was still like a hundred. <laughs> the guy was a hundred yards oh. away. <laughs> okay. But it shocked him that he just turned around and like opened his arms wide. And so he tried to stop himself and he got like caught up in whatever's on the ground and he tripped and fell and he had a spear and the spear broke. <gasps> okay. So John jumps forward, grabs the broken part of the spear that has the actual, like, spear part, and stabs the guy. Oh, kills him. Uh, The guy also was wearing some sort of, like, blankety... Cover-up. Cover thing. Cover, yeah. So he grabs that, and now he at least has something to cover his ding-dong. Yeah. Good for you, John. Just flapping in the wind. But he knows that the rest of the tribe is coming, so he's, like, freaking out. So it's not that they gave up. No, no, no. They just aren't as fast as him and this other guy. Shit. Good for you guys. He must he was in great shape though, because he was like this outdoorsman. He's like catching beavers and stuff. Yeah, he's got things to do. So he finally makes it to the river because he just had like a mile left. And he gets there and guess what he sees? A beaver dam. I don't know if you guys know anything about beaver dams. I really don't. I learned a lot about beaver dams (laughs) during this documentary. So beavers are very smart at what they make. They use a lot of twigs and mud and sticks, and they can make like two-story like really? townhomes. Yeah, in the rivers, they're so Shit. nice. Maybe my next place. I'll <laughs> move into a beaver dam. So what he does, he jumps into the river. Even though it's summer, it's ice cold because all the mountain like snow, the ice is, is what like the glaciers are yes. what's feeding the river. So it's freezing. So he jumps in with just his stupid blanket and his spearhead, and he goes into the beaver dam. Yeah, that's right. That's smart. Yeah. He climbs up in it so that Ooh, he's out of the water. That's nasty in there. Oh, I'm sure it smells amazing. Kind of like this wine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he's in the beaver dam. And um, he all of a sudden, like right after he gets in, a couple minutes later, he hears a stampede of people. And it's the tribesmen from the Blackfoot tribe. And they are pissed because they have now found their dead friend. Oh, yeah. And they are shoving <gasps> their... Um, uh, spears through in the beaver the dam. dam, but they miss him because he's like tucked away in this corner of the beaver dam. Oh my god, Jenny! And then they decide to leave after a while because they're just like, "Fuck it!" Like, and we don't know where he went, and they can't figure out where he went. 
because they they were like, well, we, you know, stabbed the beaver dam and no one yelped. He's not in there. Um, but he was in there. So anyway, after they leave and it's like dark, darkness falls, he comes out of the beaver dam into the freezing cold water again. And now the only piece of clothing he has is a sopping wet blanket of sorts. Oh, which you got to drop that. Cause... And his um, spearhead, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is just ridiculous to me. Um, anyway, so he then continues on his journey. And over the next 11 days. What? He walks 300 miles it only took him 11 days with yeah with no shoes no clothes and all he eats is berries bark and like plants that's it for 11 days yeah 300 miles yeah holy shit and he makes it back and after that experience he said never again Uh uh-uh so he moved to st louis (laughs) he got married he had a son and he lived his days happily ever after, never returning to wow. the wilderness again. And that is the story of John Coulter. That's great. <laughs> Who Yay. knew? I don't know, but you guys. The first mountain man. Oh, I was going to say, part of the problem that it was summer in Wyoming or Montana or whatever was uh, he was a very white man. He got very sunburned. Oh, Especially because over those 11 days. Yeah. Yeah. Just walking nudie nudes. Mm. Mm -mm. we know i mean listen i get burnt walking 15 minutes in the sun me too i'm pale as we all three of us are the palest people i've ever seen we really are we can just unite yeah Woo! all right kenny (laughs) Uh, i I just want to point this out his happily ever after is only five years i know that's kind of sad kenny i gotta bring it down (laughs) i was was reading about him had a baby yeah he got married and i was like oh like he moved there in 1808 and Died and then in he died. <laughs> and then he died. I mean, he got to experience some fun after. They, you know, he got he got his own beaver. <laughs> I had never heard of him, so I mean, I hadn't either. I was like, and I, I even his name sounded familiar, but I think it's because of Ann Coulter. Mm. Oh, God help us! <laughs> and so I was like, um, I go, Kenny, have we done this before? It's like, what did I tell you? I said it's a, a man running nude from Native Americans. Yeah, I think you said that. And he's like, no, that doesn't no, sound like, right. I think that would ring a bell. Probably not. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, when I read the story, I was like, yeah, I don't. That was a good one. Hey, thanks. I liked it. <laughs> okay, good. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. So Wisconsin officials are urging families to pass on this holiday tradition. I mean, I'm, it's not Christmas. Kissing under the mistletoe. <gasps> it's, it's a tradition involved that's like usually around christmas for oh kissing under, Wisconsin. The, kissing under the mistletoe okay is that what it is no oh okay um in wisconsin yeah does it have to do with cheese che- it's got to be something with cheese Maybe. like kissing under a cheese cube <laughs> kissing it, in a piece of swiss cheese is it that's lick, in the middle of the town square a butter cow none of these is it licking a, a cow swiss cheese is hole? involved oh is it licking a cow's udder and then kissing no someone? No licking. Oh, well, maybe some licking. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Just tell us. <laughs> Put like us out of our like, misery. I don't know. It is. They are telling them to stop eating raw meat. Apparently, that's a big tradition. You are Wisconsin. way off. It's called a cannibal sandwich. Oh, did nasty. Or, as they call it in fancy restaurants, steak tartare. Oh. But they call it a cannibal sandwich in... Wisconsin. I mean, you guys. Or tiger meat. It's called marketing, and you need to not call it a cannibal sandwich. Maybe the people there think that's better Ooh. than steak tartare. I mean, you really threw why, me off. Why, with... why, why do they not want them they, to? They, 
They just Look at me, I'm like, but I want steak tartare. <laughs> they Why urge them every single year to not do it because of diseases and don't stuff. Don't eat raw meat. Basically. Here's the thing. If they were like eating raw chicken, I'd be like, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, but no, I wouldn't eat steak tuna. I would, yeah, I, I wouldn't I would eat never that. eat raw meat. Mm-mm. Like, is it raw raw? Like, just like straight up? It's probably, yeah. Oh, that's no. nasty. That's ground beef. That's different. Oh, they, yeah, that's what they're eating. No, 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 no. Like, tuna. I, I mean, is, I think it's ground up steak. It, it's like, once, a, it's probably a very they, high quality it, grade, but still. But if still. it goes through a grinding process, that means lots of machines are touching it that could have disease on them. Yeah, that's. That's why you don't eat ground beef. Yeah. That's disgusting. Because you can eat steak pretty rare. You can eat it practically bleeding. Here's another picture with mixed with herbs and stuff. <clears throat> nope. Mm-mm. I wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> My favorite thing is the alternatives. They're like, why don't you try cooking it to 160 degrees? <laughs> <laughs> that, oh that's my. the alternative. I but, mean, uh, that is how you're supposed to. Did you know, though, um, I, I don't know if it's true, but I, I used to talk to a chef on a regular basis for one of my like segments that I do. Uh-huh. And he was like, you don't have to cook like pork. Really? Like you can eat pork. Like, mm. like, um, what's that called? Pork chops. Yeah. He's like, like 145, can... you should cook them too. Yeah. He's like, but you don't have to cook to 160. You don't have to cook it like no how you have to cook chicken. And I was like, are you sure? Because that doesn't sound right. But he's, he was a chef. So I don't, know. I don't believe him. I don't believe that either. Okay. I feel like pork in some like cultures, they don't even eat pork because it's considered so dirty. Yeah. Listen, right. I'll just stick with eating fish raw and that's it. Even that creeps me out sometimes, though. Like, oh, that's, as long yeah. as it's like good tuna or mm. salmon. Mm. Mm. Yeah, me and Kenny really. I like... know, I know. The first two bites, I'm good, and then after that, I'm just like, I'll just do the the when this the is sushi. Over, Kenny, that's... guess where I'm gonna take you? Some wasabi. Yeah. Can I come? Yes. Okay. It'll be our delayed holiday or, mis- or parma sushi. Yes, but was... I will say wasabi's better. You think so? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just I miss I miss that. That kind place of stuff. in Cracker Park's pretty good too. The Blue yeah. Saki place. Yeah, yeah. it's pricey. It's really pricey though. I'm getting expensive. It's really expensive. Okay. Oh. <laughs> then I'm coming. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you cook your meat. Cook good. Cook good. 160 degrees. Uh, Happy New Year. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.